five, the Terry Saul Show. Five, roll tape. Four, cue Terry. Three, bring audio up. Two, stand by. One, play intro. Stay tuned for the Terry Soul Show, Soltissimo, on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 and 1220 AM, KSLM. Well, good morning, and welcome to the Terry Soul Show on Salem's original radio station, KSLM AM and FM. I am your host, and I am so glad that you joined us. Today's Terry Soul Show is being brought to you by the Lule Group, Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and Teresa Lule State Farm Insurance. Amanda is joining us, as she does every now and then when you get around to it. Uh, yes. For Hello. And uh, we have a special guest in here that I've been looking forward to, to chatting with her for a long time. She's the mayor of Kaiser, Ooh. Kathy Clark. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having, well, thank having me for today. Well, thank you for coming and joining us here. How long have you been the mayor? I've been the mayor for eight years. Um, I served two terms as a city councilor, elected first in 2006, and in 2014 I ran for mayor, and the people of Kaiser said yes, and we've been getting along ever since. Yeah. Do you, are you having fun? You know what? It is fun. It's great because you get to work with your neighbors on getting things done for your community. Okay, so now with fun, what's pro- your most challenging thing you've dealt with? Sorry, the I most- threw you a curveball there. <laughs> the <laughs> most challenging so not necessarily years. bad, just challenging. The last two years. <laughs> because of COVID? Amen to that. If it was just COVID, that was bad. That was tough enough to navigate. But it seems like a lot of stuff just piled on. You know what? When the tough get going gets tough, that's when you find out just how strong your team is. Absolutely. Uh, we've got an amazing team of city council members that work together. Uh, we split up the work. We all work full time. The council and the mayor are unpaid volunteers. And these are all people who run for office because they want to make a difference in their own community. We work together. We set the policy and the budget for our city resources and our staff. And over these last two years, with an incredible staff, we've been able to land on our feet. It's been a real challenge, but we are upright and we're moving forward. Good for you. So none of you are paid. Is the city council and your position the mayor are non-paid positions we are not paid at all no is that the same in, in salem yes. yes salem eugene springfield none of them are full-time paid there are really? three full-time ma- paid mayors in oregon and that's portland gresham and beaverton okay uh, some of the other ones get either stipends or health insurance or some other remuneration but as in full-time paid, um, no. in some cases, what's considered a strong mayor um, model where you have the mayor and the city council actually running departments, that's just the three. There are 241 cities in Oregon. Wow. Here's another little fun fact about Kaiser. We are the second youngest city oh, in Oregon. That's cool. How um, young are we? We are Almost this 40. year— 40 years old. Woo-hoo. Wow. <laughs> the big 4-0. Wow. We're hitting the big 4-0. We, we done did growed up. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. 40 years. What, what were you 40 years ago? Were you part of Marion County? Uh, Kaiser was part of unincorporated Marion County. And six times people got on the ballot saying we should become a city. We should incorporate. And six times the voters said No. Why? I wasn't here then, uh, but I understand that people just really didn't want to be a city. They were happy with the way things were. They were unincorporated. They could do their thing. Marion County provided the level of service that they were comfortable with. It was a very rural community. But by the seventh vote, as they watched Salem continuing to annex north, 
And Salem was also very interested in an asset that was based in the Kaiser area, and that was the water district. Kaiser is a well district. We are all based on wells. Salem is on the Saniam River. So that would give Salem two different and separate water supplies, which could be fantastically helpful for the development of the city. Yeah. And as it turns out now, fast forward, we do have two interties between our city and water and Salem's. And we've had to use it on rare occasions, like the water crisis a few years ago. We can actually open up those inner ties and charge the Salem system. Or if we need their water, something goes catastrophically wrong with our well system, they can return the favor. So we do have an intergovernmental agreement between Kaiser and Salem for our water supplies. So as Salem was annexing north, the folks in the Kaiser area were recognizing that they did want to be able to have that tremendous asset. On the seventh vote, and it was not overwhelming by any stretch, the voters approved incorporating the city of Kaiser, which right out of the gate was the 12th largest city in Oregon. Oh, wow. So when they when they agree to that, what's involved in that? Okay, yes, we agree. We want Kaiser to be its own city. Now what? And that's a really good question because there is kind of that now what. There's not exactly a, a manual out there. This is how you successfully become a city. And to that, you know, to, as evidence of that, Lapine is the only one that has incorporated successfully since Kaiser. Damascus tried, and that didn't go real well. So Lapine has been successful. So they have to, there's um, state laws that you begin to work with the Council of Governments to set up your charter that has to be approved by the voters, um, elect your first city council, begin the process of hiring staff, um, setting up your departments. I mean, it's a huge well, who, lift. Who has to do that, though? Do, is, do you have a mayor already assigned? So the mayor and city council were, um, I don't remember if they were elected or appointed, I, uh, there were five originally, okay. and then very shortly after that, they realized the level of work really did require seven. So two more people were appointed. Um, and I remember uh, one of them in particular, Mike Hart, because we always called him um, seven because he was— I the, know Mike. I knew Mike very well. Yes. I worked with him at KBZY for years. Yes. Yeah, his wife, Betty, I think is, is involved, isn't she? She is. She's still on the Kaiser Fire District Board yeah. of Directors. And That's so awesome. Kaiser, you know, incorporated our first mayor was, uh, I just blanked. <laughs> I should was know. It, because was, it, was it Dennis? Dennis no, Coho? Dennis Coho was the third mayor. It was um, Robert, and I'll remember it in a minute. It's, it's our ch- uh, council chambers are named for him. And uh, so he and uh, six others, you know, were the first city council. Uh, most of them were uh, retired individuals with a lot of experience in just, how to do business. Um, there was also uh, pre-existing organizations. The Kaiser Water District already existed, and that later was uh, very shortly thereafter became part of the city as the Kaiser Water Department. And the Kaiser Fire District predated the city and still is there today, along with Marion County Fire District, which sure serves the northern part of Kaiser. And the, that? uh, that's where the boundary is between the fire district and the uh, the two fire districts. So Park Meadow is the dividing line between Kaiser Fire District and Marion County Fire District. They are two separate taxing districts. Okay. Yeah, my, my son lives in Kaiser. It's not the Kaiser Fire that respond to their area there. It's it's the uh, Marion County Fire District, I think. Correct. Yeah, and they and they're just a block away. And I thought, why why would I didn't understand that why it would be that way. 
Um, those boundaries were established a very long time ago, and there was uh, no desire on the two, part of the two fire districts to change that. Okay, so are they still considered, um, with, if you just excluded the fire district, would that area still be considered Kaiser? Yes, yeah, so the city limits of Kaiser and the boundaries for the two fire districts are separate. Okay, how big is Kaiser? In square miles or people? Okay. Both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All, all of the above. Uh, we're nearing 40,000 in population. We're 39 plus. And then in uh, square miles, I think we're approximately seven point something. That's all. Yeah. Seven, seven square miles? Gosh, right. I feel like it's bigger than that. I, yeah. Well, we have a big yeah. attitude. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and we got a lot done. Um, our density, um, the way we are so compactly uh, designed, you know, we have to be very compact in our development, and we are getting even more compact under the new rules under the uh, House Bill 2001. So you're seeing more and more infill happening as these large parcels have been redeveloping. Does Salem get along with Kaiser? Does Kaiser get along with Salem? We do now. <laughs> now that you're in charge, you do now. I wish I could take credit, but that actually predated me um, some fantastic leaders um, in the form. Because there's always a little bit of, eh. Well, there has been some rivalry over the years. And initially, when Kaiser Incorporated, there were some people in Salem for a very long time that had an attitude of, that was dumb. You should just be a neighborhood of Salem. And they were rather uh, nasty about it. But those days are long gone, and most of those people are long gone. Uh, we have, uh, with about 2,000, Janet Taylor was elected the mayor of Salem. And not too long after that, Lori Christopher was elected the mayor of Kaiser. And those two very strong women leaders really moved Kaiser and Salem into a far more, we weren't exactly collegial yet, but started the process of getting Kaiser and Salem to work together as in a more mutually respectful relationship. And I'm very happy to say that that has continued to grow. Um, I've worked well with um, Mayor Anna Peterson, she and I were two of the original people on the Homeless Alliance or Homeless Initiative. And then we're going to we'll talk about the homeless here in a little bit on yeah, the next segment. That would be great. And then uh, with Chuck Bennett and then incoming Mayor Chris Hoy. So because uh, we share a boundary, we share a lot of, of services, and we share a lot of resources, working together is the best way for both communities to thrive. Agreed. Can you pick up the phone and call uh, Janet Taylor? And say, hey, you know, mayor to mayor, I got a, I got an issue. How do I, how do I, what's your advice? Can you do that? Can you call um, R.G. Anderson Wyckoff? I'm not sure if he's still alive or not. Or, or I don't think so. <laughs> Dennis Coho or any of these other people. Can you call him and just say, hey. Well, Dennis, unfortunately, has passed on. Um, oh, I didn't know that. He did a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, he had some health issues and then he did pass on. Um, but he served with me, actually, on city council. He came back to city council. Okay. Um, he wasn't he, done yet, huh? <laughs> he wasn't. There was a couple of things he wanted to do. And I was like, but you've been mayor. Why do you want to come back as a city councilor? And he goes, you guys have fun. Ooh. <laughs> oh. It's like, oh, you, that's <laughs> you so missed nice. us. <laughs> Dennis Coho, funny story, was, was being interviewed uh, as the mayor at uh, KBZY. And the host started giving him some mm, advice on how to run the city. And Coho <laughs> stopped the interview. He says, I'll tell you what. I won't tell you how to run your radio station. Don't you tell me how to run the city. And I'm thinking, yes, yes, that's perfect. 
That's, but that was the way he was, right? Yes, very much so. When he got in his head that there's this direction we're going to go, um, he was going to lean in hard. And that's one of the reasons, actually, that we have the Salem Kaiser Volcanoes, the Volcano Stadium. He was the mayor that worked hard to uh, work with Jerry Walker to bring the team down here, worked out the uh, land lease that we have with the Walkers. They built, they own the stadium. We own the land. We, the people of Kaiser. And because of Dennis Coho, we have professional baseball in Kaiser. Isn't that great? He also holds the record, which I never intend to break, of the longest city council meeting <laughs> in the history of the city, which went to past 2 o'clock in the morning Whoa. to wow. get the final vote of, to approving the Volcano Stadium. Wow. It was a 4-3, 4-3, back and forth, back and forth, and they debated that. Obviously, they weren't on television at the time. Until past 2 o'clock in the morning, he finally got the fourth vote, and they adjourned. There you go. He was passionate about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning. All right, I've got one for you, Mayor. Let me see if you can top this one. I recently threw out the first pitch at a Volcano game. Well, congratulations. Did you make it to the catcher? That's beside the point. <laughs> This is my radio show. Don't you try to embarrass me. <laughs> uh, it, it got close. All right. You know, and we have really, they have very talented catchers because when I uh, pit, throw out that first pitch, and they usually manage to catch it before a couple of bounces. So oh, you we're did good. It too? Uh, it's been a few times. Yeah, I've been able oh, to go out there. Oh, you've done it a few times? Well, I got one for you as well. All right. Lay it on me. I sing the national anthem at some of the games. She wins. She wins. She wins. I, I, I. Your chop liver. I, I, yes, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. And, well, we're not going to ask you to sing it. Aren't you in a play? Yes, I am. What's the name of the play? The, the name of the play is The Music Man. Ooh. Nice. So Kaiser Homegrown Theater and McNary High School Theater are collaborating on a full production that will open Labor Day weekend of The Music Man. Oh, that's cool. Tickets will go on sale soon. It's going to be fantastic. We're starting to sound pretty good. <laughs> do, you, do you sing in it? I do. Really? I'm one of the piccolo ladies. The, the piccolo ladies? Piccolo. The piccolo, piccolo, piccolo talk little, piccolo, piccolo talk little. Piccolo. 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 <laughs> we need to take a short break. Don't go anywhere. When uh, we get back, we've got more with the mayor of Kaiser. You're listening to the Terry Saul Show on 104.3 FM and 1220 AM KSLM. Don't forget, today's show is being brought to you by the Lule Group, Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and Teresa Lule, State Farm Insurance. Back in just a minute. Stick around. We're just getting warmed up. You're listening to the Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM. Brought to you today by the Lule Group. Back in five, four, two, Terry, two, one, you're on. You're listening to the Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM, brought to you today by the Lule Group. Welcome back to the Terry Saul Weekend Show. We are talking with Kaiser Mayor Kathy Clark, and during the break, she was telling us that she was practicing throwing out the first pitch. That's why she didn't tell us that it, you know, it worked really well for her. <laughs> Did it go bad for you? It doesn't matter. 
<laughs> hey, can Don't I? Don't you have a question to ask her? <laughs> hey, I want to pause really quick and say happy birthday, Terry. Oh, thank you. It is your birthday today, right. so do I, happy. Do I look forty. You do. You know what? I'll give it to you. Let me you ask, look forty. Let me ask the mayor. She's a politician. They're not allowed to, to lie. Do I look forty to you? <laughs> it's okay if you lie today. <laughs> you definitely look forty. <laughs> okay, she's good. She? <laughs> How long do you think you're going to be mayor? Uh, what I tell people is, as long as we both shall love. In reality, it's a two-year commitment at a time, and it really is 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 it working well for me and my family, and most importantly, is what I can do for the people of Kaiser and with the people of Kaiser, the direction we're wanting to go. So kind of look at it each couple of years and talk with my family and they've been all in. I got to tell you, volunteerism, as we all know, is not an individual sport. Not, not only are you volunteering with people, but your family is yeah. making a huge investment as well. Absolutely. Are you having fun? You know what? Being mayor is fun. There's a lot of great stuff we get to do. There's great projects you get to see get done as a team. You get to talk about your city and share the great things that we get to do together. We get to encourage each other to share ideas and get get projects done. One of my favorite stories is there was a street that I live off of, and it's a main thoroughfare. And up until about five or six years ago, maybe a little longer because time has kind of warped here in the last couple of years. It wasn't, we didn't have sidewalks yet. Uh, remember, Kaiser was only incorporated 40 years ago, but there were parts of it built before we were a city. So they were not built to urban standards with bike lane sidewalks, etc. So we got, I helped get a grant. We put our pennies aside and we put in the bike lanes and sidewalks on Chamawa. Nice. There's a gentleman who would adopt Basset Hounds in their later years. And he would walk with them and I say walk. He wasn't walking the dog. The dog was ambling <laughs> and checking out life. And then there was a group home on the corner with veterans. And Rosie had to go get her pets and sniffs <laughs> and loves from all the veterans there. But he was walking on the side of the road in the shoulder because there were no sidewalks. Right. And I was talking with him one day and he asked, it would be nice. And I said, you know what? I agree. And we've been working hard to get the funding. I want to let you know we just got it. We're going to construction. And so it took a little longer because, again, Kaiser Wings Incorporated, stuff was already in the ground. That's when you find out, dang, is that where they buried that <laughs> when you start the construction? So it took a little longer, but when it was done and I saw him and Rosie ambling down the road on the sidewalk. Nice. And Rosie's checking out the new sidewalk <laughs> and the new bushes there. That was a wonderful moment. That's probably really rewarding. Yes, it really was. Yeah. Made me feel so good. Mm -hmm. Oh, I bet. Yeah. When when you, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? When you when you win something, when you want something and you get it, the funding all of a sudden is there, how long does that take before you can say, okay, let's call up ABC Construction and get going on it? Well, that's when it goes to our very highly qualified staff. Because once we get the funding for, let's say, a construction project, our public works and our planning departments, we got to get the specs in. We got to get the bids out. We've got to get the contractors on, and then we uh, run that construction project. And that's where our staff just shines. They get projects. They get them delivered. They get them delivered on time, and they want them done right. And if anybody, by the way, ever thinks about, you know, the utilities, they want to dig up the road and put in some sort of new line. 
if they dig up a newly done road, they're going to hear from our public works department, like, where were you last year when I asked you about this? We dig it up once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not real keen on that. Uh, but they really do a great job in getting the high value on the construction projects that we do. Do you strut around and go, hey, I'm the mayor? I mean, I, if I was the mayor, everybody would know. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I know. You. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd have a sign that says, I am the mayor. Um, I'd feel famous. That's it. You know, I'm the mayor. Do you do you ever go to the mayor conferences in Washington, D.C., or or do they ever have any of those things where you can go? There is an, a uh, National Mayor's Association, and, and they do have talking. mayor's conferences. I don't go to the Washington ones, partly because they're expensive, and then I have to also get time off of work. Remember, I've got that paid day oh, job gig. Oh, yeah, that thing. Because the mayor's job has a lot of zeros in the paycheck, and they haven't placed a one <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> but I do get to go to the Oregon Mayor's Association conference every year. And last year was after a two-year uh, break. We were able to get back together again. And it was amazing to get together with mayors from across the state, from small cities to the large ones, and just kind of share resources, ideas, and for the last two years of what just happened, Yeah, <laughs> uh, there, was a, there was a lot of that. Yeah, Because I bet. this wasn't in the mayor's manual. Right. Do you guys ever lean on each other, mayor to mayor, ask for help or uh, advice or tips? Oh, totally. We absolutely need each other. So we not only have the conference, but we also have in our three-county area, the Mayor's Coalition. So Marion, Polk, and Yamhill, um, our three counties are the Mid-Willamette Valley. We have the Council of Governments that covers that three same three-county area, um, our Area Commission on Transportation, that three-county area. So the mayors of that three-county region is also the Mid-Valley Mayor's Coalition. And we do. We can call each other up, ask for ideas, bounce ideas off, or how do you handle this? Um, hey, can I have coffee with you and hash this out? It's been fantastic. And many of the mayors in this area, when I became mayor, even after years of experience as a city councilor, it's different when you move to the center chair. Oh, I bet. And to have someone I can call up and say, okay, I'm trying to figure this out. It was very helpful to have mentors and encouragement from fellow mayors, people who are in the same place. They're volunteering their communities to do great work with a team of volunteers and make their cities a wonderful place for everyone. We, we only have about 30 seconds left on this, this clip here, but when you become mayor, okay, you're sworn in, you're now the mayor. Is there anybody there that can say, okay, this is what you need to do to get started and stuff like that? Or do you just, are you on your own? Well, there, there isn't really a manual, but that's where the Mayor's Association and all the training offered through the League of Oregon Cities is fantastically valuable. We need to take a short break. When we come back, more with today's special guest, Kaiser Mayor Kathy Clark. Today's show is being brought to you by the Lule Group, Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and Teresa Lule State Farm Insurance. When we come back, I want to ask you about the homeless situation in Kaiser, as well as maybe what the COVID did to Kaiser. COVID? COVID did to Kaiser. I know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Back in a minute. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM. Brought to you today by the Lule Group. We're back in 5, 4, Q Terry, 2, 1, you're on. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM. Brought to you today by the Lule Group. We 
are back. This is the Terry's All Weekend Show on Salem's original radio station, KSLM AM and FM. I am your host, along with Amanda Smith, and today we're talking with the mayor of Kaiser. I mean, you know, we got we got the, the big wig in here now. We do. So let's dive into homelessness. Can we touch on that? You know what? And that is the number one issue that's raised by every city that I talk with. Um, with voters, there's been... You know, rising concern, and rightfully so, mm-hmm. when you see people who are encamped on the streets and are in need of significant care. About six, seven years ago, I got a phone call from the then mayor, uh, actually it was Marion County Commissioner Janet Carlson, who heard me on a radio show and said, I've been talking to the mayor of Salem. We have people in our community who are homeless, and what we are doing isn't working. We need to figure it out. Are you in? And I did not hesitate even for New York second. I said, absolutely, yes. So very shortly after that began what we called the Mid-Willamette Homeless Initiative. So Salem, Kaiser, Marion County, and Polk County collaborated to create a task force to ask the question about who was, who's homeless, what do they need, how do we provide that, what do we have, and what do we need to, what are our gaps? And we, it was at Allskate. Everybody was involved. Anybody who touched any area of housing, homelessness, and services was involved in the Homeless Initiative. We did a very comprehensive year of work, at the end of which we had developed a strategic plan of action. It wasn't a 10-year plan to end homelessness, but that was a good idea, and that 10 years had come and gone. This was a strategic plan of action, and we knew that there were some next steps that needed to happen. Over the next two or three years, those steps happened. But as we adopted the strategic plan for our area, that plan was already in motion. Some of the projects were already getting done because we had broken down the silos between government, service providers, housing providers, law enforcement, and anyone who was working in housing and homelessness began to do something fantastic, and that was to work together. Mm -hmm. They could pick up the phone Hey, I've got this person. I don't provide these services, but I know you do. Can I get them to you? Yes, you can. Well, we now have a name for that. It's called coordinated entry or no wrong door. You call any of the service providers in our area and you have a client with a particular need. They know where to send them. They know what to do for that client. We also have data that we didn't have before. This is a data system that is funded through Housing Urban Development and the uh, Oregon Housing and Community Services. Community Action is manages our database here called the um, Homeless Management Information System, HMIS. When you see a person who is homeless on the street, there is an extremely high probability that person is on our database. We have an by name list. We know who you are. We know where you're at. We know what you need. And we are prepared to assist you in your journey to leave homelessness once and for all. How many How many people are in that database? I don't know because that's changing all the time. It is growing by leaps and bounds. And the other part that's really important is that not only are we getting the information on the people who are homeless, we have more of our agencies now who are using that system and sharing the data. When we first started out, it was about 20-something percent. We're now north of 80 percent, and we want more all of our service providers to be sharing that data so we can effectively serve people who are uh, experiencing homelessness. But, Mayor, why it doesn't seem like it's working. 
I still see all of these homeless camps all over the place. Mm -hmm. Why aren't those people being taken care of? Number one, I, I go back to the cat in the hat. The problem was so thick and so deep and so tall, there was no way out. There was no way at all. We started not behind the eight ball. We were, you know, several football fields behind the eight ball. Okay. We had a long way to go, and we still do. But what we'd have now is better data. We now are providing services that are making a difference and are having a higher return on investment. Yes, there are still people who are homeless in this community, and there are still people who are resistant to services. What we are doing collaboratively, though— Can I interrupt you? You sure. said they're resistant to the services. They say no. They don't want it. They don't want your help. That's true. And it takes a huh. lot of time, especially with some of our chronically homeless. We have people who have been homeless in our community for between 15 and 20 years. Serious? Yes. And they are the ones who um, are very expensive. They use the emergency room for health care, the jail for detox. These are very expensive services. It is way cheaper for us to have appropriate spaces and services in a safe place for people to then begin their road to recovery and to build trust and relationship with people who haven't had that. It is difficult because we can't force people into services. The Oregon is very clear that there's choice involved up until you commit a crime and then that, that's a different level. But even then, law enforcement has been well-trained in how to de-escalate and to connect people with services when they encounter homeless people in our communities. We've worked very hard to bring services together, service providers, and to bring grants in. And that's where we get where we are now. Just before 2020 hit, the Homeless Initiative finished the process of being re-recognized as a continuum of care. Well, what's, what is that? That is a housing and urban development HUD-recognized uh, entity that distributes funding for housing, homeless, and services. In 2011, uh, Marion Polk counties lost our individual continuum of care, and we were rolled into one with 26 other counties. And we were supposed to be collaborating. Why? The, the service agencies at the time were not able to transition into providing the level of reporting required by HUD. Okay. So if you're not in one of your own, like Clackamas County or Lane County, uh, which have their own continuum of care, you're into remainder of state, the rural Oregon continuum of care. And that's from Lakeview to Astoria. And, but the need in Marion County and Polk County is so great, we were able to reestablish with the help of HUD advisors. Um, our, we were reestablished in December of 2019. From the time we turned in our final application, which was a ginormous lift, huge hats off to Janet Carlson for the work that she did on that, to the time we received our acceptance letter was six days. That's wow. all? Six days. They wow. were waiting for it. That's impressive. They had worked so closely with us for Marion Polk counties to reestablish our continuum that when that application hit their desk, they turned that sucker around and got it back to us because we had work to do. Mm -hmm. And then 2020 hit. Ugh. And let me tell you. What happened in 2020? What happened in 2020? <laughs> the last in-person meeting tells you how far we came um, in building relationships with service providers. COVID was just beginning to erupt. We were trying to figure out how we're going to explain a pandemic to people who are living on the street. How are we going to stem the tide of yet another communicable disease among people who are already living in horrific conditions? Uh, community action was 
putting some plans into action. At the same table was United Way. They said, we need to put in hand-washing stations. We've got to figure out how to do this. It's going to cost thus and such. And the um, head of United Way, uh, Rhonda Wolf, said, how much? Well, we need uh, $300 per unit. She goes, done. That was a moment I will never forget. Because we know who does what, because we're all rowing in the same direction to save lives and put a human face on homelessness, Community Action and United Way could agree in less than 30 seconds on how we are going to provide a very basic hygiene service and start the process of working together to save lives during COVID. And that is one very small example of how we, as the Alliance, have changed the face of homelessness. Union Gospel Mission, their new facility, they're working in collaboration with uh, service providers for addiction care. We have our lead program, Law Enforcement Assisted Diversion, is thriving. We've got Church at the Park with the micro shelters designed and built right here in West Salem by a fantastic entrepreneur. Um, These are military grade and they're beautiful. They are wonderful little micro shelters that are safe and secure, sanitary for people to begin that journey away from homelessness. And this is the tip of the iceberg. We have uh, veterans housing under construction right now across from the Capitol grounds that will house Veterans right here in our community, safe, secure, with on-site services. We have construction that's moving forward. We already have um, Taylor House for our youth and young adults. We were able to receive $3.4 million, which we are we just turned in the applications for four service providers to use that money to provide services for our youth and young adults. Polk County just uh, won a grant last year for a million dollars to do strategic planning for a very specific uh, population, and that's rural homelessness, which has some very different needs than urban homelessness. So together, Marion and Polk counties have worked hard to lean into good data, to good sharing of resources, to tried and true best practices that are going to make a difference that we can see in the lives of people. Yes, there are still homeless on the streets, but what you don't see are the people who are no longer on the streets and whose lives have been saved. And I get the privilege of hearing about that every time we meet and hearing about this person is now thriving, this person is now doing well, this person is now reunited with their family. We're making progress. We just have a long way to go, but we're on the right track. We are a built-for-zero community. That is part of a national um, advisory group. Uh, Kaiser Permanente paid for us to be part of that. And we receive technical support on how to be built for zero. Amazing. That's really cool. Amazing. Wow. Where do you go from there? I, <laughs> well, go to our website uh, for the Mid-Blamette Valley Homeless Alliance. Check out our website. We will encourage anyone who wants to get involved, please get involved. What are some things that people could do to get involved? We need to oh, actually, I'm apologizing. You know, hold that thought. We need to take a quick break here. Uh, we come back. We'll finish up with the mayor, Kathy Park from Kaiser. Stick around. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM, brought to you today by the Lule Group. We're back in five, four, cue Terry, two, one, you're on. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM, brought to you today by the Lule Group. 
We are back with our final few minutes. Today's guest has been Kathy Clark, the mayor of Kaiser. And first of all, thank you for coming in and spending the time with us because I know that you're a very, very busy person. And we'd like you to come back if you'd uh, be willing to come back and take some more abuse. <laughs> it's always a lot of fun to share with you, Terry. There you go. So before Terry rudely interrupted us last time. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome um, to my world. You were saying how people, if they wanted to get involved, they could reach out. How, how would they reach out? And what are some of the things that they could get involved in? There are so many ways for people to get involved with uh, taking care of people in our community experiencing homelessness. Um, go to our website for the Willamette Valley Homeless Alliance um, and look up the Collaborative Committee. That, as I said earlier about the whole initiative and the alliance, that's the all-skate. Anybody can attend those meetings. They're all virtual. You can meet up with service providers doing everything from micro-shelters to food to street outreach to food and clothing. There's lots of ways to get involved. And I really encourage people to team up. Don't form another 501c3. We got a lot of those. Mm -hmm. A whole lot. But what we do need is people working together to provide services and materials to people who are experiencing homelessness as they are leaving homelessness, but also to not just create trash. People give things out of the goodness of their hearts, but they're coming from the point of view of, well, I would need this. That is true. And that's very kind. But let's work with our service providers who know what people need and can make sure that those resources are gotten to people in a way that they don't get left behind. A great way to do it is through the United Way and the Kaiser Closets provide resource uh, closets or rooms in the schools so students can get what they need, clothing, hygiene products, other personal care products right there in the school. And it's a great way to make sure our students can get what they need during the school day. They don't have to leave school. They can stay there, uh, keep on learning, but they can meet their basic needs if they're not able to do so. So that's just one example of many ways that you can get involved. Okay. Is that a new program, the Kaiser Closets? No, that's been around for several years. Um, Audrey Butler got that started several years ago. We now have closets in a lot of our schools, our high school, the two middle schools and several of our elementary schools all right that's really cool people donate to that if they wanted to um donate hygiene products or something absolutely yes so go look that up on facebook on how to get a hold of the kaiser closets look up their wish list and uh, united way also has that for the salem schools go onto their website and you can click and you can order it from amazon and have it delivered oh that's awesome just deliver it straight to them you don't even have to really have have to go go out of your way at all. And the Red Cart Project, uh, another one through Kaiser, uh, through uh, Women United at United Way, has allowed girls and young women to stay in school. They provide feminine hygiene products in the schools. The Red Carts are the materials that the, the, the girls need so that they can stay in school and uh, not miss school because of their periods. Okay. And how do you decide which students these go to? It is self, um, self-directing. self If a student needs something, they can go and get what they need from the closets, from the red cart, no questions asked. We want to preserve the dignity of each Absolutely. student to be able to self-advocate, and that's been something very important for helping the students to be able to stay in school and um, feel good about and feel welcome and included. Absolutely. Are there, are there a lot of homeless children 
there are. It's a shocking number, actually. And the definition of uh, being homeless for a youth or young adult is different than for the adult population. So even sofa surfing, even though they're sheltered, they are considered homeless. The McKinney-Vento coordinator for the Salem-Kaiser School District does an amazing job. She and her team, uh, they are part of the Homeless Alliance. The Salem-Kaiser School District is part of the alliance and working to reduce uh, homelessness among youth and young adults. We're going to see some more projects coming online now that we've applied for the $3.4 million in funding we were awarded by HUD for uh, support services, transitional housing, and coordinated entry specifically directed toward the needs of youth and young adults in our community. So stay tuned. There's even more ways to get involved. Excellent. I do want to give a big shout out to the board of directors for the Alliance. Chris Hoy, the incoming mayor of Salem, is the vice chair of the Alliance. He's also a current representative, and he's done amazing work to help bring very meaningful funding and services to the Salem area, which benefits the Salem-Kaiser area as a whole. A lot of a lot of students that probably are homeless will still go to school, won't they? They do, and we want them to stay in school. That's where they're going to receive services. That's where they're going to graduate. And what's wonderful is because there is uh, there are services available for the students who are homeless, they're able to reach out to them and see if they can help work through either getting them reunited, getting them into shelter, getting them into services that they need. Again, it's capacity. There's a lot of kids. The needs are great, and we are working as hard as we can to increase the capacity. You said earlier that in West Salem, there's a company where that's building some of these uh, temporary house-type things. Where are those located, though? I don't see those around anywhere. The first batch of them are going, then they have been placed at Church at the Parks off of Turner Road. Okay. Chris Monk from uh, High Impact Technologies designed these. He does design work for all sorts of projects worldwide. And he built these uh, micro shelters. They're called Compact Livables. Highly recommend looking them up. There's a company in West Salem that's building them on site. You can pick them up with a forklift. You can put them on a flatbed and take them anywhere. So if you need emergency shelter, if you need these, a certain number of shelters. You can take them to different locations. They are completely portable. They are adorable. They are well thought out for the needs of the residents with uh, plug-ins, lights, ADA accessible, and they're very durable. So they'll be decent, safe, that locking doors for people who can finally get a good night's sleep and feel safe and secure. And how many of those are out right now? I don't know because the number's increasing. Uh, yes. The other, you just reminded me though, um, a good night's sleep. There's also a program that started uh, just before COVID hit and it's called Safe Sleep, specifically geared for women who are experiencing homelessness, which is about half the population. But they are very vulnerable to assault and to bring women in where they can sleep without fear helps them in the process of then starting to connect with services and leave homelessness. And that has been fantastically successful. Uh, Safe Sleep is located at Inside Out Church on Front Street. And that is, again, a great partnership with service providers, faith community, and uh, United Way to help women leave homelessness. All right, before we wrap things up here, we're just about out of time. What are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? I'm so proud that I get to be part of a team that makes a difference for my community. It's it's a fantastic feeling. Is there anything she doesn't know? I know, right? I'm sitting here and she's just like a, a wealth of information. Mm-hmm. I love it. If someone would like to get in touch with you, uh, Mayor, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, email is the best way. My email is clarkc at kaiser.org. And our website is www.kaiser.org. Anything you want to know about the city of Kaiser, it's on that website.
You got that. And she's uh, on that website. She'll answer everything about Kaiser. <laughs> yes, she will. Now, how often do you guys have the city council meetings? The city council meets on the first and third Mondays of the month, uh, starting at 7 p.m. We are also broadcast on our local Comcast Channel 23 and on KaiserTV.com. And then on second Mondays, if we need a work session, we convene at 6 o'clock for a scheduled work session. Okay. And it's open to the public. Anybody can come in. And, can anybody speak? they want to um at the council meetings we always have a public testimony okay. yes at the beginning of the meeting so you have five minutes to share um, your thoughts your of ideas about the city of kaiser mayor uh we have a thousand more questions we can ask you would you would you come back and join us again sometime i'd be happy to thank All you right. mayor <laughs> kathy clark you must have seen my candy <laughs> i i did we'll talk about that afterwards <laughs> that's gonna wrap it up for today's show we'll be back and do this all over again next week we're just about out of time for today's show. Remember, you can catch our show every Saturday at 10 a.m. and a replay Sundays at 6 p.m. right here on Salem's original radio station, KSLM. A reminder, if you missed any of today's show or would like to hear any of my shows, you can always hear a podcast on our official KSLM website at www.kslm.news or on my official website at www.terrysaul.com. If you would like to drop me a note, I'd love to hear from you. My email address is terry at KSLM.news. We'll see you next time. Take care and be safe. You've been listening to The Terry Saul Show on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM KSLM. Today's show is brought to you by the Lule Group, featuring Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Holmes, and Teresa Lule's State Farm Insurance. That's a wrap. Thanks, everybody. Good show. Bye, everybody.